has come to your little town, Sheriff. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim. Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today, I'm joined by filmmaker and founder of MEG Pictures. Please welcome Maddie. Hello. Hi. How are so you doing excited today? excited to be here. I'm really excited. Um, I love horror movies, so I love imagining if I would die in situations, so I'm really excited for this. <laughs> Oh, then this podcast sounds like it'd be right up your alley. So I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you're joining me today. Absolutely. <laughs> when did you first kind of discover you were a horror fan? Like, when did you get in the genre? My very first horror movie was Freddy vs. Jason. I remember I was, I think, either like five or six. And my mom was out at work. It was a super rainy day. It was a storm. It was like terrible weather. And it was me and my two brothers and my oldest brother, who I think was maybe like 16 at the time, forced me and my second oldest brother to sit down and watch it. And I was absolutely terrified because it's like, I can't go to sleep. I can't stay awake. You know, I'm running from one person. I can't fall asleep because of this other person. And I think I didn't sleep for like two days after I first seen the movie because I was like, mm-mm. This man is not going to get me. And ever since then, it's just been like a comfort watching a horror movie, which people normally call me crazy for. It's like, how do you find comfort in this? And I'm like, I don't know. It just is either you get it or like you don't get it. And yeah, ever since then, it's just been horror movies have been my jive. <laughs> That's awesome. And I love that Freddy versus Jason is like, like one of the ones that, <laughs> uh, like one of your first ones, because your topic for today, I think I forgot to mention it. That's my bad, my B. But <laughs> um, we our topic for today is Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Dancing Clown. And I think I've said this before, but there are a lot of similarities between uh, Pennywise and our boy Freddy Krueger. Absolutely. Yes. So I, I would like to explore explore that in a little bit. As I mentioned, while introducing you, you are a filmmaker. And I'm assuming horror is uh, a big part of your films. Yes. Do you want to talk about how you implement horror in your work? Yes. So I am a horror slash thriller slash kind of suspense, uh, looping all of those subcategories in together, filmmaker. I recently just released my second short film called Reunited. It's more of a kind of thriller suspense based um, short film that is on my website. It was a two year long project in the making. So I'm happy that now I can tell people about it. But throwing horror into my writing is more like find, putting one thing that I love with another thing that I love and mixing them together and just creating these dark intense kind of spaces to send people into like different worlds much like you know when I watch horror movies I love to imagine like what would it be like if I was Sydney Prescott 
I wouldn't have went for none of that stuff if I was Sydney Prescott. Long time ago. Y'all, y'all gotta go. Um, or what it would, <laughs> <laughs> or what it would be like if I was in Halloween and I've spent years on years on years running from Michael Myers. I'd have gave up. Honestly, truthfully, like she was strong. Me, I'd have gave I've been I'd have been tired. <laughs> And so I try to take that those elements of those kind of OG horror stories that I, I love and mix them with just kind of new, fresh ideas. Um, normally, if I have like a nightmare, I'll like wake up and like everything I can remember from the nightmare, I like put in like a note and then revisit it once I re-wake up and be like, maybe this could be something or maybe it couldn't be. So I have like just a, a whole bunch of notes of nightmares, which is normally how I write most of my scripts. So I always joke and tell people that if I ever stop having nightmares, um, I may be out of a, a job. Um, so <laughs> filmmaking is is a tough business, but it is something that is 100% worth the reward. Seeing people watch my stories and tell me how much they like them makes, you know, all of the stress that comes with it worth it. And I love that a lot of people that I associate with, people that I love, they don't like horror movies. So I love that for in a moment of time, the only time they'll watch something horror related is because my name is attached to it. And that makes me feel good about myself that I can scare people and like, you know, help people bring them to the dark side of, <laughs> of loving horror movies. So it's, it's, it's a struggle, but it's a worth it struggle for sure. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and yeah, you're absolutely right. Filmmaking's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, I love that. And I love that line of uh, if I ever stop having nightmares, I'll be out of a job. Yes, I'll be out of ideas. I'll be out of a job. And, you know, I'll say I gave myself a good run. Um, But I doubt anytime soon I'll, I'll be done with the nightmares that come to me at night. So I'll be good. <laughs> when I write, I'm kind of the opposite because I, I don't really dream and I don't really have nightmares too often. Like they'll happen, but it's not very often for me. Mm -hmm. But I'm a very vivid daydreamer. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm like, whether I'm in the shower or whether I'm at my office job. And if you're my office coworker and you hear this, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually where like I see my visions in my head. Mm-hmm. Is when that. I'm doing something else. So, but my brain works during the day, I think. I think it's just so exhausted at night. <laughs> it is not a 24-hour brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and my brain is literally the opposite. I think I can never get anything done in the daytime. And then once it hits like 7.38, I'm just in like full-fledged, oh, all these ideas are here now. And I'm like, you couldn't did that when I'm like not tired and not ready to go to bed. <laughs> Now I'd stay up a couple of hours or I'll wake up tomorrow and won't remember what I thought about and it's just be the worst. So <laughs> Oh, I, I feel that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get let's get into Pennywise. When we were talking about which which villain or monster you're gonna pick, your first initial one was Ghostface. And Ghostface is, uh, he's a villain I'm very familiar with. A lot of people ask for Ghostface. <laughs> so normally I'd be like, yeah, we'll do this. Yeah, we'll do that. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I, I, 
I need to put a break on Ghostface a little bit. <laughs> He's a little too popular. But you were you were a game for me, and you picked Pennywise like right away. You didn't even mm-hmm. seem to hesitate. So, yeah. what about Pennywise attracted you to um, talk about him? I feel like the It movies both well not more or less the remakes because i was a little bit older when those come out but the it movies the originals were some of the movies were like i remember truly being terrified for like the first time my fear of clowns literally is based off of the it movies and pennywise tim carey i believe i'm saying his name right he in the original just the way he turn Pennywise into Pennywise, which is like, you know, and I love Stephen King. I'm also an avid reader. I get that from my mom. She has all of Stephen King's books. So I read it. So to to read it and be terrified and then to watch it and also be terrified twice in my life for the first time I seen the originals and when I seen the remakes, it's like, I have never seen anyone do Pennywise wrong. So it's like, it's always been like, I don't know, you know, sometimes Hollywood just gets stuff wrong, but the way they've always casted Pennywise has always been perfect. The way they've casted the other characters from when they were young to when they were older, like all of it has always been perfect. So Pennywise was just an easy choice. And I first picked Ghostface because it's like, I know for a fact in all Ghostface movies, I'd have survived. And I think (laughs) like easily like, I'm like, if y'all don't just shoot this this person and like, like, come on now, like where's the self-defense, you know? Like, why why are we taking so long? We keep shooting them in the chest, shooting them in the head. And I think Pennywise, when I had when I thought about it, like, mm, would I survive the it movies? And then the other option I had was Sam for trick or treat. Ooh, um, yeah. <laughs> love him. He's just he's adorable. I don't know what it is about the, the character in itself, but just find it to be adorable. And then Pennywise just kind of made like the most sense. Like I said, they never done his casting wrong. I think they did the book really solid as well. Minus, you know, some of the scenes that they had to take out. And yeah, all my irrational fear. I'm not scared of clowns anymore because uh, I'm an adult now and I got over my fears. <laughs> but I can say like for the longest time, I didn't want to go to like any like carnivals. I didn't want to go anywhere that I know a clown like might have been. Cause it's like, like even they, you know, they mom be like, they're so happy, and I'm like, but why though? It has to be like, there has to be something. Like, he he seems happy now, and then we end up like chopped up in a sewer, and you know, floating, and you know, I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be Georgie, you know. So yeah, I I just love how they've done. I've like, I feel like I'm rambling now, but yeah, no, you're good, always, you're good. They've always done the the it book really well and Pennywise really well. So he was a pretty easy choice. No, I I agree wholeheartedly because uh you're exactly right for every person who's played Pennywise and which is two. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Curry and Bill Skarsgård, they are both perfect yet they are both different. Uh, right. They were perfect for the time that their films were made. Mm-hmm. Cuz like that early 90s miniseries like that's what we grew up with Mm -hmm. and that's what terrified us (laughs) right that's our pennywise and we're older when the when the new films come out 
it and it chapter two i i assume we're around the same age but we're basically young adults when those mm-hmm. when these movies come out and bill skarsgård just gets it right right he is pennywise and his pennywise is so different from tim curry's pennywise but to me they're both pennywise there's not one right. that's better than the other absolutely they just i, com- yeah. I completely agree i think the um, the new pennywise bill his his is more like sinister like, mm-hmm. like, like the way he just, the, the faces and everything was just like so much more evil in, in, in the sense of Pennywise. And then Tim, his was just more like, I know you're scared of me, so I'm not going to do too much, but I'm going to do just enough because I know you're terrified, if that makes sense. Um, oh, it does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> So they are both perfect. And I remember a lot of comparison when they redid it and was like, they're just, they're so perfect. They're so different that it's perfect for the time that they were both released to the world. So cheers to them. (laughs) Exactly. And in 20 years when they decide to readapt it into whatever, (laughs) I'm sure whoever they pick for Pennywise in that regard is going to be... I mean, provided the filmmaker is good, (laughs) (laughs) then the casting will be good. But no, you're right. Two for two for Pennywise. And it helps that who directed the minis. I think it was Tommy Lee Wallace. I think he did the 90s it. And then Andy Muschietti. I know I butchered his name. Uh, (laughs) He did the, the two recent films. Those are both quality filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Like they ate. <laughs> yes, they did. They both were honestly perfect. And I, I think what I love more about the the readapted it is like I feel like the miniseries it the only thing that was missing was kind of like the technology aspect, the special effects and all the special effects we have now, they didn't have then. And so just to take something that was already great and be like, we're just gonna enhance it without doing too much was just perfect the scene where he's like dancing in the fire i was like oh hell no what is going on here it's just like he's just having this jolly good time and it reminds me why i was terrified of clowns in the first place it's like they're having this jolly good time but really they want to murder us like (laughs) someone has to see this like it has like i can't be the only one that's like oh no they're just having a jolly good time they're not gonna murder us at the end of this you know and so like the special effects in this new one and how they edited it was amazing. They did a great job. And like, I can only imagine the mini series when he turns into like that big ass spider, which is what terrified me, honestly. Cause I'm like, how do we go from a clown to a spider? Now I have two fears. Um, I, also, <laughs> I also became scared of spiders. Cause I was like, what if I go somewhere and this nice clown I'm talking to just turns into like a big ass spider if they just had the special, if they would have had the special effects, then I could only imagine how more crazy like that would have been. And then they gave us that in the new it when essentially someone still turned into like a big ass spider. And I'm like, all right, people, this is too many common theories we're throwing in these movies, but <laughs> I'm gonna watch it because, you know, I gotta watch it. But it's like, sheesh. I'm having PTSD. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I got to say something about the original It that really impresses me. And this is no shade to, towards the new one because I love the new It movies. Mm-hmm. But they had a big budget. If they didn't look good, I'd give them shit because like, <laughs> what's your excuse? The original It movies, though, they look really good considering that's a 
that's a TV movie. Mm -hmm. So early 90s, you don't have the technology we have now. And you have like maybe a fraction of the budget that the new ones have. And it scared all of us all the same. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. (laughs) Something I like about, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Something I like about the new It movies is it was really a mainstream cultural phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Like that's the biggest R-rated movie of all time. And it's interesting that a lot of kids got into Pennywise and I'm thinking to myself, why are kids getting excited for Pennywise? Are y'all not scared? <laughs> we were. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have two things. I, I love that the new It was so mainstream because I feel like nowadays with horror movies, if it's not in one of those big kind of conglomerates like, you know, Insidious, Conjuring, none, it doesn't get the love that it should if it's not already attached to something humongous. And I mean, given it is in itself is attached, already attached to something big, you know, it went mainstream and to see all these kids enjoy it. It was kind of like, like, damn, I remember when I first watched it and I couldn't watch it for like two, three more years. Like I was, my mom loved it when I was a child and now every time she would put it on, I'd run the other way. <laughs> like, and, and so but I love that it seems like, you know, liking it is it was something kind of just like cool. Like, you know, they had like the Stranger Things kid in there. Love him. Oh, all Finn those, Wolfhard. Yes. Yeah. Love him. Love, all those other kids were uh, talented as well. Like they were like the casting was perfect in the movie. So I love that it was like so mainstream that kids were just like, yeah, Pennywise. And I'm like. Why? But also me, just kind of like you said, me seeing the original, it is like, why are y'all not terrified? Because even I watched like the new it and was like, this is some scary shit. I'm freaked out and I'm a grown ass woman. I'm not scared of clowns anymore. I beat this clown up. Um, <laughs> and even then I was like, I don't know. I might I'm like this clown's kind of, mm. but I enjoy it. I love when like, movies that are not attached to like big franchises get that love that it deserves which I was worried about when they announced that they were redoing it because I was like it is so great already from the book to the miniseries that it's like if it goes to the big screen and it doesn't get the love it deserves it's gonna piss me off (laughs) (laughs) and so for the fact that it got the love it deserved and then some and then some and then some um to where now they're doing like the I think it's on HBO Max they're doing the uh, flashback in dairy uh dark uh yeah oh, dairy. i'm okay really, like i'm i love that and i'm excited it's like it's gonna be a series i believe it's gonna be a series and i think it's just like going back into the history of the town and how it first came about so i'm really excited for that and it's gonna be on hbo max and everything goods on hbo max <laughs> I I have beef with HBO, but at the same time, you're right. So (laughs) that's a conversation for uh, for another time, because I'm like, do I love that you're taking off quality content for tax breaks? No, I hate that. But also The Last of Us. (laughs) And I love that. So my body is at war within me. There are two wolves and they're fighting. Um. (laughs) I want to say about like kids liking Pennywise now, 
I think it's so interesting because like I love watching the videos on the internet of like little kids go like Pennywise and getting so excited and they have mm -hmm. like when they see Pennywise at like a convention or like kids are having like Pennywise stuffed animals and I'm thinking to myself I don't know why y'all kids are like <laughs> excited to meet him he gonna eat you I'm excited to meet Pennywise he ain't gonna eat me I'm too old that's right I'm an adult now I'm, <laughs> I'm expired good. He goes after you, kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like if young me were to go to a convention and see Pennywise, I would run the other way. Like, yeah. I'm a firm believer. And, you know, what I would be, I forbid, like, it would be just my luck that this not real thing would become real just for me. Um, <laughs> and, like, a fake scenario, like, it's going to be me. Like, if it's going to be anybody, it'll be me. So, flight or fight and I'm gonna flight every time like but the kids these days with horror movies it's like the love is just so interesting that they have and I mean like they are just like yeah let's stab stab murderer murder. like I'm like yeah go kids it's like <laughs> they be they'll dress up for like like uh Chris, they'll be dressed up. I think I watched a video the other day on TikTok and a little girl was falling asleep to the This Is Halloween song from Nightmare Before um, Christmas. And I was like, you go, girl. Yeah, you better. I love that song. Yeah, you better fall asleep to it and be sleeping peacefully and not have nightmares. Although the song is kind of like demonic, you know, go ahead. <laughs> um, so I, I, I find it really interesting how little kids view horror these days. And I know one day I'll be a parent and my child will hopefully come out cool like that. And if not, we're going to return it to Cinder. Now I'm shrugging. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, yeah, hopefully my kid comes out cool like this, you know, all about. Well, sometimes it takes us some time. <laughs> right. You got to program. You got to program. <laughs> Because I was actually, this is funny. We're talking about this. I was just thinking about this coincidentally earlier today. Because I was like, I'm kind of a more recent horror fan. Like, I, I started liking horror in high school. And then it didn't really become my thing until like maybe three, four years ago after I graduated college. But then mm -hmm. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, actually, I've been a horror fan since I was three years old when I first mm -hmm. saw Jurassic Park. And <laughs> that movie became my identity. <laughs> yes. And like some some of you listening might be like, well, Jurassic Park's not very scary. First of all, it's an like, absolute horror movie. I yeah, can imagine fuck. being with dinosaurs. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> fuck the haters. Um <laughs> but um but no, Jurassic Park's totally I think a, at the very we can compromise and say it's a kids horror movie. Mm -hmm. I think it's a perfect horror movie for kids, but like I'm thinking about like I've been a horror fan all my life. I just wasn't into slashers until and ghost movies until way later. But I always loved monsters. Mm -hmm. So and monster is like one of the pillars of the horror genre. So I, when I'm thinking about growing up and the horror I loved growing up, it wasn't Ghostface and it wasn't fucking The Exorcist or whatever. But <laughs> it was um. Side note, if there's a kid growing up loving The Exorcist, that's when I'm a little concerned. But, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it was Jurassic Park. It was Jaws. Jaws was huge for me growing mm -hmm. up. Uh, Godzilla, which Godzilla kind of 
loses his horror edge as we get into like the 60s and 70s but a monster is a monster and i'm i love him and like uh, the classic universal monsters like Frankenstein and the Wolfman and Dracula, Invisible Man, Creature. But I love those. And then I, a little older, I got into Alien and Predator and American Werewolf in London and The Thing. And I'm just like, well, I've always been a monster kid. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a horror fan. I just it took me a bit to like get into Michael and Freddy and Jason. Mm-hmm. I feel like my favorite thing about horror is that. There's so many subcategories to horror. Yeah. And, like I've always been a slasher girl. Like Scream, Michael Myers, Freddy, Jason, Saul. Like I know so many people who can't watch Saul who are like diehard like horror fans. And me, I could watch Saul like eating like a steak dinner. Like, you know, it like doesn't phase me at all. And then you have like Monster and then you have kind of like the paranormal and then you have the kind of thriller where it's like you know stuff is happening but then stuff's not really happening and there's so much in horror that you can get into and just be a horror fan without knowing that you're a horror fan I feel like people look at like like just the main stuff like oh it has to be a ghost story or it has to be some crazy person with a knife and like a lot of the times it is a monster movie like Jaws it like is amazing Jurassic Park. I've only seen a. I've only seen like maybe like the first two Jurassic Parks. People can argue that Planet of the Apes is a horror movie. I mean, apes taking over the city kind of scares me. That's just me personal. Or Wrong Turn and kind of like the incestual horror. Those I stay away from. I can't. Um, like the hills have eyes. All of mm-hmm. Wrong Turns. It the the they gross me out. Or even Final Destination. Fucking love those movies. <laughs> I tell people all the time. Final Destination is the greatest horror movies of all time because it made people scared to do everyday things. You were scared yeah. to go on a roller coaster. You were scared to get in the elevator. You were scared to go to the dentist. You didn't want to go to the gym. You didn't want to get LASIK eye surgery. You didn't want to breathe. You didn't want to get on airplanes. <laughs> or you didn't want to drive behind in traffic with those little wood blocks. And, you know, I still I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say, I already hate driving. <laughs> right but to begin with. Final like it but put me on the freeway and then one of those trucks, I'm like, nah, I'm passing. I that switch thing. lanes every time. Like, me every too. Time. Me too. Yeah, so- I ain't getting behind one of those. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I like tell like Final Destinations hardcore, one of like the greatest scare movie franchise, because you didn't want to do anything. At this point, yep. I want to stay in the house, but then even saying cooking wasn't even safe. You know, you didn't want to take a shower. You like right. you didn't want to do nothing. It's like you just put myself in like a confined box, you know, say asylum, put the with the little blocks on my hands so like I can't hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on another tangent because that's what my show is. It's horror movies and tangents. Um, <laughs> but I because you you brought you brought up that great point about Final Destination, and I just have to say, I think. Like I said, I think we're around the same age. I think we're 90s babies, but we grew up in the 2000s. And for like our generation, kind of like the younger millennial generation, I think that's where we're at. I think I personally think we hate as a generation, we hate using the phone because of Scream and because (laughs) of The Ring. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Those were two of our defining movies. And like, I noticed like people our age, we don't like using phone. Like we will much rather text 
email, send message by Raven, literally anything but <laughs> anything but calling. I hate when yeah. someone calls me. Like, yeah. especially because I feel like most times someone calls you, it could be a text message conversation. Like when my mom calls me, <laughs> I'm like, you definitely could have texted me this. And it's funny because me and my friends were just talking about the ring. And I was like, I don't know if I would ever, if I were just to get a random videotape, put it in my DVD player or put it in my VCR and like press play. I throw it away immediately. And I feel like that's why I would survive most horror movies because it's like, I'm just not like, you just sending me a random video, not watching it. It's an unknown caller. I don't pick up the phone. I'm, I'm not, your number's not safe. You know, what's you calling on the phone? You talking all weird? Hang up immediately, not answering, block. You call again, block. You know, Ghostface wouldn't have got me. Um, you just <laughs> I love wouldn't that. have. <laughs> well, I love that you say that because I was I was talking to my friend the other day and we were talking about this very, like, not answering unknown numbers. And I'm and I say, because it might be Ghostface. And then he goes, well, it might be a like a scammer or telemarketer. And I'm like, the odds are like 50 50. It's either Ghostface is either Ghostface or a telemarketer. Either way, I'm not answering. <laughs> either way, you're not getting an answer out of me. If you want to kill me so bad, you're going to have to text me. And then I love because in the new screen, that's, you know, how all of that conversation was by text message. And I'm like, well, I don't know why she Well, They faked like it was her friend. And I was like, OK, I see why she's texting back. But then it was they said it wasn't her. And then she kept texting. And I'm like, Jenna, girl, come on now. <laughs> We're smarter than this. Like, you're our new, she's our new screen queen. I love Jenna to death. I'm like, come on, girl. <laughs> Let's get it together. Well, she she didn't grow up on the slashers. She grew up on the artsy stuff, like the Babadook mm-hmm. and, uh, and I love the, the witch. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're great. Those are great movies. But I'm just like, she don't know the slasher rules. How could she? <laughs> right. She didn't. She doesn't know Randy's rules. You gotta she, know. Randy's she does rules. now. I know she does now. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for Scream Six, which I am so excited for the new Scream. And I think it's interesting because the new Scream movies have been killing it with the casts. I think. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned earlier how the It movies have have been killing it with the cast i just want to talk how perfect it was that for the character richie they cast finn wolfhard from stranger things Mm -hmm. and then as the adult version bill Hader, who needs to do more horror yeah i i can say like my thing with horror is casting is so important because i feel like there are certain actors who Although they are great overall, can't just can't do horror because it's just like a certain finesse that like horror stars like have like like Fitch. He's great. If he's in it, if he's he's in a horror movie, I'm watching it like Jenna. If she's in a horror movie, I'm watching it. And so when they cast it, they did they showed the young cast and then they were getting ready to do chapter two. And then they showed I was like off of looks. It was perfect. And so then you match characters with their acting abilities. Like these people act the same in one way or like another. So it's like, it's so easy for it to go from older to younger, from older to younger, because it's basically like watching the same person if we were watching it in two different times. So I feel like every character was casted so perfectly with their adult self and their younger self. Like them just, 
their characters in general just meshed really well. And so in the all of the flashbacks and flash forwards just seemed effortless. Like it wasn't like, mm, this felt a little weird. This don't feel like something this character would do. But it was like just perfect. You know, the love triangle was casted perfectly. Everything was shout out to the casting director. I don't know their name. But they deserve an award. If they didn't get an award, then we need to redo it. And then they yep. should get one. Because okay. it was really and truly perfect casting. Um, acting was phenomenal. Like, you really felt... Sorry, that's my dog. He has an attitude. Um, <laughs> like, locked in the room. Everything felt kind of really organic with the characters and how the actors embodied the characters in both the, the youth and the older side. All of it, their friendship seemed all genuine. Their love for each other was... It made you root for the, you know... When you watch a horror movie, you want to root for the underdog. Not me personally. I'm not going to lie. I'm a person <laughs> that roots for the villains. And that's like every scenario. Like in Marvel, I'm rooting for the villain. Like I just feel like sometimes they have a point. You know, you like sometimes they have a point. So most of the times they don't. But sometimes they have a point. I don't root for Pennywise, though, because like I said, he terrified me as a child. Yeah. Um, Pennywise, Pennywise is a motherfucker. <laughs> right, right. We don't root for him. He's just sadistic. But um, yeah. You like, I feel like in horror, you want to root for the victims and how well all of the characters just mesh really made that so easy. Sometimes you watch a horror movie, you're like, this person is kind of dumb. And so yeah. off of that alone, I'm rooting for the bad guy. Like a lot but of times like, I find myself being like, get him, Jason. <laughs> right. Because it's like, why would you do that? Like, right. why would you do that? Like. You know, or like even like in the Saw movies, when you find out why those people were chosen, it's like, OK, yeah, maybe, you know, Jigsaw has a point, you know, <laughs> I hate to be on the side, you know, you know, people are, are dying. But, you know, maybe he has a point. <laughs> the time where I related so heavily to a horror movie villain, and you're going to love this because we're talking about Ghostface now, <laughs> is Scream 4 when mm -hmm. Jill is doing her um, spoilers for Scream 4. <laughs> um, I never want to spoil a scream movie. You never know who's listening. Right. So I don't want to just assume everyone listening has seen the scream. I'm I'm assuming most people have, but spoilers for Scream 4. Just I just gotta be safe. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> you never know. When Jill is doing her ghost face monologue mm -hmm. and like doing her I related back then and I relate now when she's like when she's doing her whole monologue, it's like, I don't need friends. I need fans. Okay, that part I don't relate to. Uh, <laughs> that part, no, I should rephrase. The part I relate to is when she's like, what am I supposed to do? Go to college? Get a job? Work? And I'm like, mm, don't be me. Preach. I'm like, yeah, I'm saying that to myself at my uh, corporate office job. <laughs> <laughs> but oh wow and just like and scream four jill gets it like <laughs> like holy shit i don't want to work <laughs> you're right yeah it it makes sense like people out here famous just to be famous and don't have to yeah. work a day in their life and it's like i wish i had that life for sure absolutely and i love how she's like you don't even have to be talented anymore at, in 2011 it's just like you just have to have fucked up things happen to you now it's just like you have to be 
I don't know, decent at dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta add the TikTok dances now. And are maybe a tiny bit funny. Like mm-hmm. it's really just luck now. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. I can say um, unpopular opinion for most people that watch Scream. Scream Three is my personal favorite. Um, okay. I know a lot of people don't say that. I realized that recently. I was like, dang, people really hate Scream 3. I felt like it had the best ghost face plot twist. I feel like every er, all the other ones were kind of easy. For me personally, I, I called all the rest of them. Um, except Scream 2, like the mom, I didn't call that one, but the her accomplice, the student, I was like, yeah, it's obviously him. That guy's a fucking yeah. psychopath. Um I, I'm not a Scream 3 hater, but I hate the ghost face reveal in scream three i'm oh, sorry it's i feel like with scream three i feel like the plot twist of her having a brother and like this her mom having this secret like hollywood life made it kind of come a little bit full circle not fully because then i was also like the connection that roman had to billy and and stew i didn't really see how i didn't need I, that I retcon just, right like i was like i, I ignore how, it right like like basic ass roman controlled billy and stew but i mean he they had you know mommy issues and daddy issues, so you know you never yeah. know. But her kicking his ass just was icing on the cake for me. I always like when Nev Campbell kicks ass, so I agree with you there. Yes, uh, I call her Sydney. You can't beat my ass, Prescott, because mm-hmm. my I girl is gonna kick somebody ass. Like you, you cannot kill her. It's sad that she. I'm sad that she won't be in the in Green Six, but I'm happy she's like I don't want to do this shit no more. Cause I would be tired too. I'm like, I'm not, y'all not about to keep trying to kick my ass and kill me. I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and and I'm sad that Nev Campbell won't be in the new Scream movie. But like you said, like the studio didn't want to pay her. She knows her worth. You know, right. she she's did Sydney, what's right. She's I, Sydney fucking Prescott. I mean, come on. I'm now. in her corner. Yeah, absolutely. It, and in the film world, I'm just happy Sydney's getting a break. Like you said, poor woman. <laughs> this happens to her all the time. I just want her to have a happy ending. The longer right. you're in these movies, the higher it is. You're not going to have a happy ending. Facts. I just want her to be a good mom to her little babies with her husband. And I'm excited that Kirby's coming back. I really like the Kirby character in Screen 4. She was my favorite. And I know it was so many rumors of her supposed to come back for five. So I'm happy she's coming back for six. My favorite Scream delusion, however, is that Stu is going to be the ghost face in this one. And I don't like to be a delusional fan because I'm like, the man didn't have like a TV <laughs> dropped on his head. So I'm like, there's no way that like he could have survived. It was but, one of those like, 90s TVs too. Like right, those are lethal. The thing is heavy. Like they got yeah. some weight on it. And I see it's like basic ass flat screens. And Exactly. TV today might give you a bump in the head. Those TVs... <laughs> Right, you'll do yeah. more damage to the TV than the TV will do to you. Exactly. Um, but after watching the trailer they just dropped, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give a little delusion because I would love to see Matthew in this new screen. Like, I I feel like it's going to break my heart because it's going to happen and it's not going to be him. Probably not. It would be crazy. But he even said that he doesn't feel like he died in the movie just because the TV fell on him. So I feel like that's enough for me to be delusional. And I, nonetheless, March, I think 10th, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm very uh, excited to see what does actually happen. But I need to tell you why I don't like the Scream 3 Ghostface <laughs> reveal. And, I'm ready, I'm ready. Um, <laughs> and it's it's. It's fun. We're friends. 
But for me, the reason why it doesn't quite work for me, whereas because like in Scream 2, the reveal of oh, spoilers for all the Scream franchise, by the way, uh, <laughs> Scream 2 for the reveal of um, Mrs. Loomis, uh, Laurie Metcalf's character. Like, I didn't think that was going to be she was going to be the killer and be revealed as Billy's mom. Mm. But she's in the entire movie. And she doesn't really like she's that seed is planted very well. So when she gets revealed, I'm like, wait, what? Right. Yes. Definitely had to do a double take. I'm like, wasn't she the wait? Okay. But in Scream 3, when they do that with Roman, Mm -hmm. the first time I watch, I'm like, who the fuck is that? And I had to rewatch it to realize he he is, in fact, in the rest of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck is Roman? And then I'm and then it's like, oh, he's the director, I guess, who drops out for like 20 minutes, even though I guess it's his birthday party. Maybe I don't know. Right. And he just disappeared from his his birthday party. Yeah. I do think Scream 3 did uh, suffer through the most rewrites and they were making it up on the day some days. So I don't hate the movie. Um, I actually like Scream 3 a lot. Is it my least favorite Scream movie? Yes. Is it still a four star out of five? Yes. Mm-hmm. I love Scream. So, and I say this as a Friday fan, the worst Scream movie is better than the best Friday the 13th movie. I said mm-hmm. what I said. <laughs> yeah, I feel like with Scream, my favorite conspiracy theory of Scream, and this is my own my, this is my own conspiracy theory. I made this up myself. Um, so <laughs> it's not even like really real. I always said I felt like in Scream, Dewey should have been Ghostface. But then Scary Movie did Scary Movie where the Dewey care like joke. Uh, I think he's like Doofy, right? Doofy. Yeah. Doofy's the Ghostface. And I feel like the only reason why they never went to Dewey was the, seri- was the Ghostface killer route was because of Scary Movie. Cause I think I, it's because... Sorry. No, go ahead. You're good. <laughs> I accidentally interrupted you. Um, okay. It's something I still need to get better at with podcasting because I record through Zoom. So there's always kind of like a lag and then mm-hmm. I get so excited. And then I'm like, I just talked over my guest. Oh, my God. Why do I do this? And I do it every time. Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> I think the re- and I like your reasoning why they didn't choose Dewey. I think it's because David Arquette is so like innocent as Dewey <laughs> that if they try to do it I, I don't think it would work because I wouldn't be able to take it seriously <laughs> da- David Arquette's portrayal as of Dewey is way too wholesome right. that I could never take it seriously I mean David Arquette could could pull it off in a different role I think but the way he approaches Dewey I just wouldn't be able right and Dewey's such a love character I can absolutely say in Scream 5 spoiler when um <laughs> when he was brutally murdered, I I sat in the theater and I cried. And I was like, I was trying to get together because I'm like, there's more movie, there's more movie. Right. And then they tell Gail and she's fall and Courtney so Cox she- is acting her ass off and giving giving what needs to be gave. And now I'm just crying more because I'm like, <laughs> damn. And I knew when they said they were gonna do screen five, I was like, one of the big three, they're gonna have to kill one of the big three. And I was like, it's, it's not gonna be Sydney because it can't be Sydney. Like, right. that would be like, why would you do that? Um, so I knew it was either gonna be Gail or Dewey. 
And if I could sacrifice Gail over Dewey, I probably would. I love Courtney Cox to death and I love the Gail character. I love her character development. I love where Sydney and her relationship got like over the course of the screens, when, which is mostly just trauma bonding, honestly. But yeah, I would have definitely picked Gail over Dewey. But I, they knew Dewey was going to hurt more. So that's why they did that. And it did hurt. It stung really hard. <laughs> And I think I think Dewey was the right choice, even though Dewey is my favorite. No, Sydney is my favorite. But do I would pick Gail over Dewey to die five times out of five. Mm -hmm. But Dewey, I think, is the right choice because, one, like you said, it hurts more. Mm -hmm. I also think in that dynamic with the trio, getting rid of Dewey is more interesting for Gail's character Mm -hmm. then getting rid of Gale would be for Dewey's character, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I agree. Because I'm really excited to see how Gale is coping with this in Scream 6. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it was Dewey, you we, we seen it in the beginning of uh, Scream 5. Like right. We, yeah. He was and, doing terrible. <laughs> exactly. And you see it in the beginning of Scream 3. Like, <laughs> right. Terrible. And you see it in the beginning <laughs> of Scream 2. The man was just down like, bad yeah. without Gale. <laughs> exactly we know what happens so i don't need to see it again you know right. <laughs> but to see the opposite of that which i don't think you really see gail kind of show that until halfway through screen five mm -hmm. yeah but now that time has passed it, it's interesting to see gail through that so this has been a great pennywise discussion <laughs> pennywise slash ghostface <laughs> you you won. You wanted Ghostface and you got Ghostface. I cannot stay away from Ghostface. I love Ghost. I promise I love Pennywise too. <laughs> I promise I do. But Ghostface is my favorite slasher. So, <laughs> so I, I knew I knew he was going to be a part of it at some <laughs> point. But yeah, um, I got to bring us to our final question topic. If you encountered Dan... Uh, if you encountered Pennywise, the dancing clown, would you die? Absolutely. No question <laughs> about it. And both versions, too. The the original and the I would absolutely, would absolutely die. Pennywise is built on fear. And in, I don't think I would be able to get through, like, how the kids were able to kind of get through it and kind of kill him a little bit to be unscared of him. I don't think I would have ever got that far. Uh, he would have got me immediately. I'd have ended up on a missing child poster that they have all around the town <laughs> that nobody cares about. Like, no one cared about those kids, which is so crazy. Like, oh, your child goes missing. Who cares? Whatever. Go on about life. You can make more. <laughs> I would, like, I, I would absolutely not survive Pennywise. Um, he would have got me... I wouldn't have been as dumb as Georgie. Like, <laughs> I feel like if my boat would just sunk in a sewer, I'd have just, like, let it be. I never understood that. With Like, why would you approach a sewer and just talk to a random being in the sewer and be like, oh, I smell popcorn. Don't you hear the carnival? What? Come on now. But I feel like if he would have just randomly got me, it would have been he'd have got me. Only because... Over the course of time, he plants those like little seeds before he actually like comes to get you. So it's just like little things that you're noticing. 
And then by the time he would have finally came and got me, that'd have been it. That'd have been, yep, that'd have been up there floating, glass eyes, you know, <laughs> laid out, you know, in a circle of children. I would have not made it. He's one of the few horror movies where I know I would not survive. Well, I got a question on how you're approaching the question. That was a weird way to say it. But um, <laughs> are you approaching it as if you were a kid encountering Pennywise? Or if yes. you were... Okay, that makes sense then. Now, if I was an adult, I think I would have a fighting chance. Because I was about to say, you could kick a clown's ass. Right, yeah. If, I, it, if, I, if yeah. he came to me as an adult, I'd be like, this is just a punk-ass clown. Like, like beat rocks. Like, I'm not scared <laughs> of you. Like, go on. I, gun laws, you know. You know, shoot him in the head. Like, like Randy said, <laughs> you've got to hit him in the head. But as a child, though, yes, he would have. I would definitely die. But as an adult, I'd kick Pennywise's ass. Um, Love easily. it. <laughs> easily. Love it. Now with Pennywise, there's a uh, separate bonus question to the would you die question because Pennywise be like that. <laughs> and I'm going to and because you brought up a good point, I'm going to ask you it twice. As a kid, what would Pennywise appear to you as? And same thing for you as an adult. Because obviously you get the clown at some point. Right. But like. He transforms into different things for different like I think for Richie, he transforms into the fucking Paul Bunyan statue. Right. Yeah. Ooh. He's been a that's werewolf. A, that's Jaws. Like <laughs> No, I'm not scared of werewolves because I think werewolves are cool. Yeah, same. Wow. That is okay. So if I had to think, um, I used to have this nightmare where I'm getting groceries out of my mom's car and waiting at our door is kind of like this shadow man he's like an all like a long black trench coat he has on like a black cap you know Mm -hmm. and like there's no he has no face but like he's waiting for me I see him and like as I'm trying to run away from him he gets closer but I'm never really going anywhere he's just coming closer to me so I feel like as a child that's who Pennywise would show up as the, the random shadow man from this reoccurring nightmare I used to have. As an adult, he would show up as a zombie from Planet Z. Mm. Terrified of those things. If there was a zombie apocalypse and zombies were like that, kill myself immediately. I think it would be one of those, one of those zombies or the shadow man again. It may or yeah, it could still recurring. Yeah, right. Yeah, or the shadow man. But if I had to pick cohesively the the random shadow man for my for my nightmares as a child because I never knew what those I don't know I never knew what it meant never knew what it stood for but he was always there and he was always terrified so yeah it would definitely be that before and that's how I know he would get me because like I was already terrified of that as a child and so for you to go from that to some big ass clown trying to get me he'd got me but as an adult kick his ass hell yeah (laughs) Me pers- <laughs> <laughs> for me i think as a kid i mean i was scared of a lot as a kid so it could have been anything but i think if he was like a giant spider that would have been it for me as a kid but i was like i said i was scared of a lot of things as a kid i think that would have been the most mm-hmm. terrifying for me but as an adult it would probably be a giant spider <laughs> but made out of student loans 
that. <laughs> yeah, student loans are terrifying. I've already forgiven mine. The government hasn't yet, but me. Mm. <laughs> and self forgiveness is more important. Yeah. Exactly. Like, don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, where can the people find you? Where where can they find your work? Yes. Um. So my personal Instagram or all my personal handles in general are call me underscore Selena felt like all of the singers names Selena OG Selena Selena Gomez all of Selena's is spelled just like that my film company that Instagram and Twitter is MEG pictures underscore on both Instagram and Twitter and my personal website where all of my work is they're all on my website so they're very easy to find is Madeline my first name and then Selena again um, dot com and the tab it's under is meg pictures um meg pictures all of my work is there reunited which is the short film i just released some work i did in college i also have a blog on there as well that is meg critiques whereas me just talking smack basically <laughs> and i am starting a new segment soon called music to movies monday where i talk about music artists who transitioned into movies or movie um, stars who transitioned into music. So it'll go kind of like both ways, um, which will be released on Mondays. Not this, not, well, whenever I started or whenever this release. Yeah, so there'll yeah. be some stuff up there on, all from Mondays. Um, but yes, my website is Madeline. My first name, Selena. Like I said, spelled like all of the singers.com. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. It's me mixing two of the things I love. I love movies. And I love music, so just gonna smash them together. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. This was a blast. Absolutely. I'm so happy that I can shout out to Brett before we end. Yes, um, a mutual friend. Yes, shout out to him. He's in my screenwriting cohort at the University of Georgia. Amazing guy. Um, so shout out to him for recommending me. Hashtag go dogs. <laughs> Brett. And I have been friends for a few years now because we both went to Michigan State. Go green. And uh, <laughs> and uh, no, Brett's a, a really great friend of mine. Uh, he's you're awesome, Brett. I love yes. you. <laughs> he's the bomb. He's great. Mm -hmm. The first guest on my podcast, actually, when I started this about a year ago. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's great. So I hope you hear this, Brett. <laughs> i'll make sure he watches it <laughs> all right good uh, thank you once again for joining me this was awesome absolutely happy to be here thank you for listening to today's episode thanks again to maddie for joining me to talk both pennywise and ghostface speaking of which scream six is out next week i cannot wait the patreon is almost here it launches this friday march 3rd there are going to be three tiers the slasher tier the monster tier, and the alien tier. For $5 a month, the slasher tier grants you a monthly bonus episode, a weekly write-up of I Know What You Watched Last Week, one shout-out on the podcast episode, and access to Patreon-exclusive posts. For $10 a month, the monster tier grants you a monthly movie commentary, an exclusive behind-the-scenes and sneak-peek post from the podcast and other projects I have, including my films. For $20 a month, 
the alien tier grants you the ability to vote on the monthly movie commentary, monthly live Q&As, one personalized thank you video, and an exclusive mug with the Would You Die logo after three months of pledges. I came up with a lot of extra work for myself, but I think this Patreon will be worth it. And if you decide to join, I think you'll be really, really happy with all the bonus stuff. On this segment of I Know What You Watched Last Week, in which I tell you about the films I've watched last week, I had a creature feature fix, thanks to my current favorite film of 2023, Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear is exactly what it sets out to be, a fun, gnarly creature feature that doesn't overstay its welcome. While it does suffer from issues common to the subgenre, like it losing focus in the third act and the film thinking we care more about the human characters when really we just want more Cocaine Bear, Cocaine Bear does a really good job playing on its strengths, which are the nasty gore and the charismatic and hilarious cast. The ambulance scene is one of the most fun scenes I've seen in a movie theater in a while. Cocaine Bear is a wonderful time and I can't wait to see it again. The other film I watched last week was the 1981 creature feature Alligator, starring Robert Forster. Alligator walked so Cocaine Bear can run, and honestly the two films would make a great double feature. Alligator, like Cocaine Bear, shares the same weaknesses that all creature features not named Jaws have, but where Alligator shines is a clever script that understands the assignment, Robert Forster, and a third act bloodbath that elevates the film from a solid three star effort to a four star hidden gem. And of course, I am still loving The Last of Us. What more can I say? I think the show is great. I gush about it every week. This week's no different. I did watch some TV that I don't usually watch TV, but I did watch some horror stuff. I finally watched The Midnight Club by Mike Flanagan. I thought it was great. And I finally, finally watched our queen, uh, Jenna Ortega, in Wednesday. I thought Luis Guzman was amazing. Jenna Ortega obviously kills it. Wednesday was a blast. I really, really liked it. So, yeah. You can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Would You Die Show. Also, you can follow me on TikTok at Would You Die Podcast, where it's become mostly shit posts of gizmo dancing and random music I find. You can find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel, where you can also find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. The music you hear in the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend Josie Palmer. Next week is finally Scream 6 week. And yes, that means next week's episode is a Ghostface episode. Until next time, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.